Joe Biden hints his health might stop him from running again for president. The facts are out on Omicron, and they cut against panic. And a Democratic congresswoman who backed to defund the police gets carjacked. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. Today's show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Protect your data from big tech with the VPN I trust. Visit expressvpn.com slash Ben. We'll get to all the news in just one moment. First, if you're anything like me, one more headline about the stock market. You might just go crazy because inflation just hit a 29-year high in December. That's the highest in almost three decades. Certain investors are rethinking their portfolio mix. What if I told you you could diversify your portfolio with an alternative asset class many elite people have been quietly putting their money into for centuries. Of course, I'm talking here about blue chip works of art. Price appreciation has outpaced the S&P 500 index from 1995 all the way to 2020. And now there's finally a way to unlock access to that asset class. Many millionaires invest in that without being one with the $1 billion fintech startup, Masterworks. Masterworks Masterworks.io, it's giving everyone access to the once exclusive art market, allowing investors to build a portfolio with paintings from iconic artists like Picasso and Banksy, all at a more affordable price point. You can't afford a Picasso. I hate to break it to you. But what you can afford is like a fraction of a Picasso, which means that you could have an asset class that appreciates heavily in value pretty much every year. They're also giving my listeners priority access to their newest offerings. Get started on your investment journey at masterworks.io slash Ben. Again, that's masterworks.io slash Ben. Before deciding to invest, carefully review the important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclaimer. Alrighty, so... Joe Biden was interviewed last night about his future, and he sort of let it slip that he is thinking about not running again. So he makes it sound as though it's inevitable that he's going to run again, but his attitude is completely the opposite. His attitude is obviously that he does not want to run again come 2024 because he's just going to be too old. So here it was last night, Joe Biden kind of letting it slip that he is not running in 2024. Do you plan to run for re-election? Yes, but look, I'm a great respecter of fate. Fate has intervened in my life many, many times. If I'm in the health I'm in now, if I'm in good health, then in fact, I would run again. And if that means a rematch against Donald Trump? You're trying to tempt me now. (laughs) Sure. Why would I not run against Donald Trump or even the nominee? That would increase the prospect of running. Okay, so like the fact that this is a possibility and he's speaking about it, obviously, as a possibility, but not a probability, is pretty telling, right? His language here, yes, but, but if I'm in bad health, then no. Well, what if it were to be Donald Trump? Well, you're tempting me now. Tempting you to what? Tempting you to what? I mean, when, when you say that you're tempted to eat a piece of chocolate cake, what you mean is that your, your, your default is to not eat the piece of chocolate cake, right? If someone puts a piece of chocolate cake in front of you and you say, I'm tempted to eat that, what you're saying is, I really don't want to eat that, but now you're tempting me to do it. So what Joe Biden is saying there is he really does not want to run again in 2024. He believes he is a one-term president because he is a one-term president, which means that Democrats have to be panicking because look at that bench. That bench is just a disaster area. And the fact that they are tethered to an 80-year-old man who is at a 41% approval rating and unable to come up with any solution for any of the major issues facing his administration, this is a party in deep, deep trouble. If you're Joe Biden, why would you want to run again? Like, seriously. Right now, you go down in history as the guy who defeated Donald Trump. But what happens if you come back in 2024 and Trump clocks you, which by the polls could easily happen? I mean, right now, Donald Trump is running eight to 10 points ahead of Joe Biden in the national polling. Now, does that mean that that's what the results of the election would be? No. I mean, there were polls during the Obama administration first term that showed Mitt Romney 
beating Barack Obama. Of course, Obama won re-election. And right now, Donald Trump is benefiting pretty heavily from the fact that the social media companies barred him. The social media companies kicked him off, which means that you really don't see a lot of Donald Trump, which means that 2024 would be a referendum on Joe Biden. See, the way presidential elections work, they're not referenda on the person who wins. They're referenda on the person who loses. Meaning in 2016, that election, according to the media, should have been about Trump. It was not. It was about Hillary which is why people did not show up for Hillary in Michigan and Wisconsin. People were just like, nope, not all that interested in Hillary Clinton. Then 2020 was a referendum on Trump. There's not a single human being who voted for Joe Biden because no one cares about Joe Biden because Joe Biden is an inanimate object. Joe Biden is basically a block of wood that is already moldering and termite ridden. Okay, the only reason anybody pulled that, pulled that lever for Joe Biden is because Donald Trump was on the other side of the ballot. Well, come 2024, Joe Biden's been president, which means the referendum is on the doddering old fool who pulled out of Afghanistan so precipitously that he's putting 19 million people in danger of starvation. That the president of the United States who somehow was handed a working vaccine and yet has allowed more people to die on his watch than the guy before. The president of the United States who said that he was going to end the pandemic and instead has not, instead has pushed lockdowns. The president of the United States who was handed the possibility of a massive economic recovery and somehow turned it into a huge inflationary spiral. And a guy who can't even get his own party in line to vote for his world-changing programs to build back better. Right, that guy. So that's a bad race for, for Joe Biden come 2024. The only hope for Joe Biden, the reason he says this about Trump, is that at least Donald Trump is something the American people have already done a referendum on in 2020. And so there are a lot of Americans who aren't going to switch their votes on Trump. But Joe Biden has to know that 2024 does not look good for him. And so you can see his feeble brain attempting to work here. You can see the gears slipping and then catching here as he realizes that he's supposed to say that he's running in 2024, but he really doesn't want to run in 2024. And again, this should put the Democrats in a state of panic. It really, really should. I mean, when Joe Biden is openly hinting about his health, can we ask about his health now? Is that okay? I mean, he's openly hinting that he may not be in the best of health in the next couple of years. We all know this, by the way. This is not a giant shock. The man is an octogenarian. So why exactly would we assume that he's going to be in the shape to run in a couple of years? Now, again, take a look at that bench. Kamala Harris is running in the high 20s in approval rating. E. Pete Buttigieg, whose main qualification for office is that he is gay. Okay, Pete Buttigieg, that is not a guy who's qualified for office because he was the failed mayor of South Bend, Indiana, who then lost any statewide race he attempted in the state of Indiana. Right. It, basically, they took a failed mayor of South Bend, Indiana, who tried to run for president and lost. And they were like, but he's gay, so let's run him for president. Okay, so that's the other part of your bench. You got Pete Buttigieg, you got Kamala Harris, who is deeply unpopular and also only the vice president because of her identity group membership, because she's a black woman. And then you have a cast of thousands who nobody can recognize and nobody knows. So the Democratic Party is in a whole world of hurt. And that world of hurt is going to get worse because they've boxed themselves in on Omicron. Now, here is the thing. If this party had any brains at all, if they had two brain cells to run together, all they would have to do is say that Omicron is actually not only not a bad thing, it's actually kind of a good thing. Because Omicron, in reality, means everyone's going to get Omicron and pretty much no one is going to die. Okay, by the stats, we now have good therapeutics that are available for Omicron. The vaccines are basically a guarantee against death and hospitalization, even for Omicron. And even if you're unvaxxed, the version of the disease that you're about to get from Omicron is significantly less impactful than Delta. There's new South. So, so what Joe Biden should have said in his little speech the other night, he should have come out and he should have said, listen, 
I know Omicron looks scary by the media coverage, but let me give you the actual stats. According to South African data, this thing is 80% less likely to kill you than Delta, which means that statistically speaking, Omicron is less likely to kill you than the flu. So that means that if you get Omicron, you shouldn't panic. If you, if, you, if you start to have severe symptoms, then you should go to the hospital. Otherwise, you should basically stay home if you're sick. If you're asymptomatic, go to work. And that's it. And we're done. Right? Joe Biden could be declaring victory over the virus. He could be saying that thanks to vaccination, we prevented the worst of the death from Delta and from the original variant. And now, thanks to vaccination, even Omicron has been largely blunted. But we're lucky because now everybody's going to get natural immunity from a disease that is extraordinarily unlikely to kill you. And so everybody go back to work. Everybody enjoy your life. Have a wonderful Christmas. He could, he could say that. Instead, he can't. He can't. He's boxed himself in. And here's the thing. It's so easy to say this. It really is. Wall Street Journal data today. New data from Scotland and South Africa suggests people infected with the Omicron variant of the coronavirus are at a markedly lower risk of hospitalization than those who contracted earlier versions of the virus. Promising signs that immunity as a result of vaccination or prior infection remains effective at warding off severe illness with the fast spreading strain. The findings begin to fill in unknowns about the severity of the disease caused by Omicron, a major variable critical to health authorities around the world as they gauge how to react to the new variant. Scientists are still unsure how the positive findings around hospitalizations will stack up against another major variable, Omicron's much increased transmissibility. Both variables are likely to change depending on local conditions, such as the proportion of the population that has been vaccinated against COVID-19. Jim McMenamin, the incident director for COVID-19 at Public Health Scotland, said this is a qualified good news story. He says a smaller proportion of a much greater number of cases can still mean a lot of people who might experience severe COVID infections that could lead to hospitalization. But at an absolute level, if you get Omicron, your chances of being hospitalized are way lower than they would have been with Delta, whether you are vaccinated or unvaccinated. The University of Edinburgh study drawing on the health records of 5.4 million people in Scotland found the risk of hospitalization with COVID-19 was two thirds lower with Omicron than with Delta. Meanwhile, a separate study published by South Africa's National Institute for Communicable Diseases found that people infected with Omicron were 70 to 80% less likely to need hospital treatment than people infected with earlier variants, including Delta. And by the way, South Africa is like 30% vaxxed, 25% vaxxed. That is not a heavily vaxxed country. So that means that even if you are unvaxxed, and particularly if you have natural immunity, Omicron should not pose a severe risk to you. The risk of severe complications, even among those who are admitted to the hospital, such as needing oxygen or ICU care, was also reduced with Omicron compared with other variants, according to researchers in South Africa. So what this means is that Omicron is, is not nearly as dangerous as any, anyone here has been led to believe. So this should mean that if you're Biden and you're trying to pull out of this tailspin, now would be an excellent, excellent time for you to announce the good news. They can't announce the good news. They can't because they've created a moral binary. And the moral binary is you are a good person, if you listen to the government and you are a bad person, if you do not listen to the government. Right? This is the, the headline that they are pushing today. And by the way, in South Africa, the disease is already subsiding. But for all the talk about how South Africa was just going to get destroyed and it was going to be the end of the world, basically their cases went straight up and then they went straight down, which suggests, by the way, that there are a bunch of undetected cases because nobody actually went to the hospital or even got a COVID test because nobody even knew they had COVID. Testing asymptomatic people is the stupidest thing you can do right now. Because if you test the asymptomatic and then they come up positive, they have to go home. And right now, everyone's going to get Omicron and virtually a huge percentage of the population is going to end up asymptomatic. So if you're asymptomatic, 
and we're testing everyone. Half, half the population is going to have to go quarantine for no apparent reason. Okay, but it's not about that for this administration. The, for this administration, it is about the, the moral imprimatur of COVID. There's an article from the Washington Post that, that shows this. It really is kind of incredible. As I've said before, COVID has become the pagan god that you worship. That if you do the right things, COVID will never get you. If you do the wrong things, COVID will get you. That ain't the way real life works. So they could either discard the model or they could instead attempt to say that there is, there's some other factor at play, namely the evils of your neighbors. We'll get to that in just one moment. First, let's say that you are a, a member of a resistance band and you have realized that reality that you seem to see is not actual reality and you escape the reality you seem to see, you actually enter an actual reality. And the reality enters a lot darker. And, and now you're performing missions in this alternative reality where you plug into a, a computer called The Matrix, you plug into this virtual reality, and you're, you're doing missions to try and take down the, the machine overlords. And then you receive a phone call while you are in this virtual reality. And that phone call is a member of your resistance band back on your ship. And he explains to you that he is going to unplug you which would kill you. Well, as you start to fade away, as you say, not like, as you say that, you might think to yourself, man, I should have gotten life insurance. Policy Genius makes getting a life insurance quote easy. First, you head on over to policygenius.com slash Shapiro. You answer a few questions about yourself in minutes. You can work out how much life insurance coverage you need, compare personalized quotes to find your best price. You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. Their license experts will help you understand your options and apply for a policy. The Policy Genius team works for you, not the insurance companies. You can trust them to offer unbiased help and advocate for you at every step until you are covered. No extra fees. They won't sell your information to third parties. Head on over to policygenius.com slash Shapiro. Get your free life insurance quote. See how much you could save. That's policygenius.com slash Shapiro. Okay, so as I say, the Biden administration could be announcing the good news. They can't announce the good news. And they refuse to announce the good news. By the way, the good news doesn't end there. Okay, Pfizer, their COVID-19 pill just got authorized in the United States. That COVID-19 pill, which works against Omicron, it's called Paxlovid. It's about to come online. There should be about a quarter million doses available by the end of January. And that pill takes down the rates of hospitalization and death by something like 90% after you get COVID. So we have all sorts of great therapeutics that are already there. We have great therapeutics that are coming online. Omicron is way less, it is way less virulent. It's much more transmissible, but way less virulent. Than, than prior strains. And yet this administration is, is completely invested in a moral narrative, which is why you end up with articles like this by Angela Hopped over at the Washington Post. This is in the wellness section. Thousands who followed the rules are about to get COVID. They shouldn't be ashamed. I have a question. Why should you ever be ashamed that you got COVID? I, I, I don't understand why anyone would be ashamed they got COVID. COVID is a disease. Are you ashamed that you got cancer? Are you ashamed that you have diabetes? Are you ashamed that you have IBS? Like, what disease are you ashamed of getting? I mean, the, the, the innate assumption here is that you have committed some great moral sin in order for you to receive COVID. And that you should be acting like Job. I did all the right things, but then bad things happen to me and your friends come over to comfort you and offer you various reasons as to why you weren't strict enough in your adherence to God's will. Like, it, it's so paganistic. It really is. According to this Washington Post piece, for two years now, Aline, a 30-something graduate student in Ohio, has diligently desperately even, protected herself against the coronavirus. Vaccinated and boosted, she took a test last week ahead of holiday travel to Atlanta. She was stunned when it came back positive. Aline, who requested to be identified by her first name only for privacy reasons, is still puzzling over how she got the virus. 
Was it because she wore a cloth mask rather than a medical grade one? Oh, you can't ask. We can't ask that question. Not if we wish to remain on YouTube. And worries that the cough she has could now worsen because she has diabetes. That's not the most painful part of the ordeal, though. I feel very embarrassed and dumb, she says, and upset that she's causing her family stress. It's eye-opening that I feel so much shame from it. I'm realizing how much judgment I was secretly harboring against people who got it before. And this is what Joe Biden is actually counting on, is that you feel that the people who got COVID are worse than you. You are good. And the way you know you are good is that you didn't get COVID and you're not getting COVID now. Well, all of your models are about to break, gang, because everyone's getting Omicron. Omicron is hitting triple vax people. Everyone's getting it. And guess what? It ain't going to matter because it's basically a cold for the vast, vast, vast majority of people. The lead symptoms for Omicron are a runny nose, a slight cough, and your throat hurts a bit. Okay, so not like the Black Plague, where the, the first symptom was giant bobos appearing on your body and then death. Okay, like, it's the exact same symptoms as a cold, because it is kind of a cold. It is a coronavirus that provides cold-like symptoms to the vast majority of people who get it. But, says Jessica Stern, a clinical psychologist at NYU Langone, there's been this large narrative about the importance of controlling your actions to prevent yourself from getting sick and from transmitting the illness to other people. Because the narrative is so closely connected to our behaviors, I think there's this implication or this assumption that if you get sick, you must have done something wrong to bring it on to yourself. That's not true, she stresses, but unfortunately, it's inherent in the way we've been thinking about and talking about COVID. That can lead to shame, which Stern defines as the combination of embarrassment or guilt and identity, one of the most visceral emotions. So, yes, the... the it, I'm amused that people on the left who are starting to realize that anyone can get COVID, you can do the right things and still get COVID, only when it hits them do they realize that they've been judgmental jackasses this entire time. By the way, the Washington Post wellness section offers some tips on how to clamp down on your feelings of guilt. One psychologist says, we're going to tell people, acknowledge the emotion, try to recognize what it is. We know we're in an environment right now where there's a lot of judgment, and it makes sense. You might be feeling mortified at the idea others will think you behaved carelessly. Sue Varma, psychiatrist, says, do you have perfectionist standards? Was staying healthy your way of regaining control during an impossible trying stretch of time? Set it aside in favor of proper health protocols. Don't make sure that you tell everybody else that you have COVID because you don't want to, you don't want to be in a, a situation where you infect somebody. Also, don't overexplain. One psychiatrist says, you might be preemptively defensive, telling people who didn't ask. You've taken safety protocol seriously. Say, I'm super careful, but it got to me, but it got me anyway. And consider it a learning experience. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. This is all rooted in a moral lie, which is that if you got COVID in the first place, it's because you're a bad human. And this is why it was all connected in 2020 to the politics of Black Lives Matter. If you're a good human and you support Black Lives Matter, you won't get the virus ever. You will be fine. If you're a bad human and you go partying out in the Ozarks, this means you will get COVID because you're a bad human because you weren't at a Black Lives Matter rally. This entire bizarre paganistic standard for behavior continues to, to percolate among Democrats and Joe Biden can't get out of it. Because if Joe Biden were to just say, live your life, enjoy your life, that might say that the people who made the sacrifices, the people who did the right thing, they're no better than the others. Uh-oh, uh-oh, that would be terrible. That'd be terrible. And so they're gonna continue to clamp down. And Leanna Wen over on CNN, she's urging more of this, right? Leanna Wen, who's the most, I mean, honestly, she has a job on TV, in order to be the sky is falling crazy homeless person on a street corner in a New Yorker cartoon, right? The end of the world is coming. Here's Leanna Wen saying we should go further to restrict human activity. 
I do have a lot of concern about what happens to parts of this country, for example, that have very low vaccination rates. And this is another reason why I think President Biden's message yesterday was the right one was the right one in some way in saying vaccinated people should move on with their lives with precautions. But I wish that he would go further to restrict mm. the activities of the unvaccinated because they are the ones who are still spreading COVID and prolonging the pandemic for all of us. Uh, again, it, it, notice that last part, right? They're the ones who are prolonging the pandemic. It's them. They are doing Really? Because it seems like there's a giant spike in New York City with the mask mandates and with the vax mandates and with the vaccine passports and all the rest. It seems like there's a giant spike pretty much everywhere. So it seems, once Omicron has broken all of your prior assumptions about the pandemic, maintaining those assumptions demonstrates fealty to a religious point of view. It does not demonstrate fealty to data in any way, shape, or form. Speaking of fealty to a religious point of view and not to the data, the Supreme Court is about to hold a special session on the Biden vaccine rules. This broke late last night. The Supreme Court said it would hear arguments on an expedited basis on President Joe Biden's COVID-19 shot or test rule for large employers and his separate vaccine mandate for healthcare workers. The justices are going to hear both cases at a special January 7th session. We, of course, are one of the plaintiffs in the case against the federal government with regard to the, the vax mandate. Please go sign our petition over at dailywire.com slash do not comply. We have hit a million signatures. Thanks to you. We really appreciate your help in doing that. The justices are going to hear arguments from business groups and Republican-led states that argue that OSHA exceeded its powers. Ohio is leading a separate group of 27 states challenging the OSHA rule. The, uh, the business groups are being led by the National Federation of Independent Business. So we will see how the Supreme Court comes down on that. But again, it's going to be very hard to argue in favor of a VAX mandate for businesses given the simple fact that the vaccinated are transmitting Omicron, that Omicron is hitting the vaccinated, and the whole purpose of the vax mandate is to protect people from other people infecting them. Well, um, the vaccinated are passing Omicron. So you're going to have to explain why a vax mandate is now necessary. And you can't say that OSHA is designed in order to, quote unquote, protect people from themselves. That's not what OSHA is designed to do. It's designed to protect the workplace. Right? OSHA is not a rule saying that we can ban smoking because we have to protect you from your lung cancer. It's that you're not allowed to smoke in the workplace because it might affect other people in the workplace and you have to be guaranteed a safe workplace. And so the, the VAX mandate is likely to come up uh, for, for debate before the Supreme Court early January, and hopefully it will be struck down by the Supreme Court at that point. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is now admitting some regrets. I mean, the mixed messaging that is now coming from the Democratic Party over Omicron is really astonishing. I mean, it's, they're all over the place because Omicron has just scrambled their playbook is really messed with their playbook. We'll get to that in just one moment. First, we know there are a lot of people who are almost impossible to shop for. You're thinking about Christmas and what do I do for Christmas and, and what do I get them? Well, let me give you a great gift that's great for pretty much everyone. The gift everyone wants is that better night's sleep. And I'm telling you, you need a great pair of sheets. That is Bowl and Branch. Bowl and Branch is so good. My wife and I put it on our bed every single night. We took all of our other sheets and we just don't sleep on them. We gave them away. We got them for our kids. They are just that good. Husband and wife team, Scott and Missy Tannen, founded Bull and Branch to create a new standard in bedding by doing things the right way, not the easy way. They hold themselves to high standards across the board. They make great pillows, bath towels, robes, their signature hem sheets. These are the all-time bestseller. The reason for that is because they actually fit your mattress. Have you ever been sleeping on a hem sheet and suddenly you roll over and your face is directly on the mattress? You wake up in the morning, you're like, ugh. That has never happened with a Bull and Branch sheet because these sheets are just fantastic. They fit the bed perfectly, plus... They are buttery soft, lightweight, made with 100% organic cotton weave that feels incredible in all seasons. It's completely toxin-free, fair trade certified. Treat yourself and your loved ones to the new standard in bedding from Bull and Branch. Their gifts come wrapped and ready in their special holiday packaging. Today is the last day to get the best deals of the year with promo code Shapiro at bullandbranch.com. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com. Promo code Shapiro exclusions 
may apply. Okay, so Joe Biden has created a model for himself in terms of policy, and he can't uphold the model for himself in terms of policy because his model never made any sense. So for example, Joe Biden the other day pledged he was going to get 500 million home tests out available for Americans with regard to COVID. And then even close to what needs to happen, right? We need billions probably because Omicron will hit everyone. Also, what is the purpose of the home test? You shouldn't be testing if you're asymptomatic. You should not. Just assume you're going to get Omicron, okay? Just at this point, if you're a human, assume that you're going to get Omicron and that if you're vaxxed, you'll be fine. And if you're unvaxxed, you're also very likely to be fine. Okay, because them's the stats. Okay, but Joe Biden is stuck because he said that, that the tests are really important, right? So important that he's going to make 500 million of them available to the American people. There's only one problem. Thanks to the FDA's refusal under Joe Biden to green light the test, and thanks to his own administration's failings, the tests ain't available. So here was Joe Biden yesterday admitting, uh, yeah, I regret not having made more tests, but nobody could have expected it, says Joe Biden. Nobody could have expected this. As we will see, that is just a lie. Empty shelves and no test kits in some places uh, three days before Christmas when it's so important. Uh, is that good enough? No, nothing's been good enough. Okay, he says, nothing has been good enough. Nothing. Okay, but then he says that he tried his best, but he never could have foreseen. He never could have foreseen that something like this would happen. He, he literally said, I don't think it's a failure. I think it's, you could argue we should have known a year ago, six months ago, two months ago, a month ago. I wish I had thought about ordering 500 million at-home tests two months ago. Okay, that's weird because Politico provides a, a timeline. January 22nd, Biden promised a war footing to aggressively speed up COVID-19 response, especially on testing. February 17th, Biden announced a series of new actions to expand COVID-19 testing. March 11th, Biden said we continue to work on making at-home testing available. July 6th, Biden said we're going to deploy things like testing to expand detection of the virus. September 9th, he promised to use the Defense Production Act to increase production of rapid tests. December 2nd, he said we're going to make free at-home tests more available than ever before. December 6th, Jen Psaki said, why not make them free and give them out to everyone? Should we just send one to every American? Now they're saying they're going to. So, yeah, they, they, they're not, they didn't do their job. So even the job they said they were going to do, they just didn't do. And meanwhile, Joe Biden continues to be all over the place with regard to vax mandates. Because on the one hand, he wants to maintain that his vax mandate on major business is a good idea. On the other hand, he wants to say that you don't need a vax mandate for travel. This is completely discombobulated. And if you have to say that Joe Biden is likely to rectify this, this discontinuity in one way or the other, either he's going to make you vax to travel or he's going to get rid of the vax mandate, He's likely to try to make you vax to travel. That is probably the next move by this administration, which is truly egregious. Right? The, the planes are not the place where the virus is being passed. They have HEPA filters. If you go to your house and someone has COVID, you're much more likely to get COVID than if you're on a plane with somebody with COVID. But the discombobulation is the point. They have no plan because their plans are stupid and make no sense. Now, the other day, I was reading F.A. Hayek's Constitution of Liberty again. And one of the things that F.A. Hayek, Frederick Hayek, the great economist, says in the Constitution of Liberty is, quote, governments which start out with a proud claim that they will deliberately control all affairs soon find themselves beset at each step by the necessities created by their former actions. In other words, you start with a bad premise and you make a bad law. And then in order to fix the bad law, you make another bad law. And then in order to fix that bad law, you have to make a third bad law. And pretty soon you have an entire rubric of terrible laws all interlocking with each other based on your original bad premise. That's exactly what has happened here. Again, you see this with regard to, to children and masking at schools. So the, uh, the, C, uh, the CDC is still doing this. We must mask children at schools routine, even though the WHO does not recommend it. 
Okay, and then they say, well, if you're at school and all the kids are, are wearing cloth masks and one of the kids comes up positive, you don't have to test all the other kids. But if you're at school and one of the kids tests positive, then you have to test all the other kids. Okay, well, it's making an assumption. The assumption is that those cloth masks in schools are likely to be preventative of passing Omicron. Okay, not the original variant, Omicron. Okay, that is a bad premise. That premise does not apply. So then they create a second rule, which is, okay, well, you can test to stay. Okay, but if you test to stay, everybody's going home because everybody's going to have Omicron. Or you could just do the reasonable thing. Kids are fine. Leave them alone. If you are an adult, get vaxxed if you're worried. And if you're not worried, it's on you. Done. The pandemic's over. Magical, right? Like that, that would be the logical approach here, but nobody's going to engage in logic. Instead, they're going to, they're going to assume that vax man, so for Joe Biden, do vax mandates work or do they not work? We have no clue. Because for example, here is Joe Biden talking about the vax mandate with regard to truckers. A lot of people are saying we have supply chain problems. What happens when 30% of truckers who aren't vaxxed are fired from their jobs because they're not vaxxed? Here's Joe Biden saying, oh, don't worry about it. It won't be a problem. And we are going to maintain that vax mandate. The trucking industry okay. petitioning the Supreme Court to repeal your vaccine mandate. They think that it's going to harm the supply chain recovery. What do you say? I say no. Thank you. Okay, I say no. Thank you. There's my crazy joker's mouth. Oh, well, if you say no to reality, then magically reality will conform to you. But here's the thing. Joe Biden's like, don't worry, we're going to do a vax mandate on the truckers. Then he's asked, okay, well, how about vax mandates for travel? And he's like, well, I don't think we have to do that yet. Explain. Truly. Explain why a trucker alone in the cabin of his truck needs to be vaxxed, but you don't need to be vaxxed to get on a plane, Joe Biden. It makes no sense, obviously. Have you considered requiring passengers in this country to be vaccinated to get on flights? It's been considered, but the recommendation I've gotten is not necessary. Even with Omicron? Even with Omicron. That's the recommendation I got so far from the team. So um, he is, uh, he's going to back off of this. You watch. Within the next three weeks, Joe Biden is going to be calling for a vax mandate for travel, meaning you won't be able to get on a plane unless you provide proof of vaccination, which is just hideous. So this is all hideous and stupid and pointless. By the way, when reality hits, it turns out that people back off the reality. So for example, the Air Force has now extended its vax deadline for the Air National Guard by nearly a month, becoming the first service to roll back policy outlined by the Pentagon to get most of the troops vaccinated by the end of the year. Previously, all Air Guard members had until December 2 to get fully vaccinated. But on Wednesday, the service said the deadline was now December 31. Why was it extended? Well, that's because the rate of people who got vaxxed in the Air National Guard is actually pretty low. Only about 92% of Air Guard members had received at least one dose. That means over 6,100 airmen who have not had any dose at all. So the Air National Guard's like, okay, so we have a choice, which is we can either be wildly unprepared for a war or we can just stop with this crap, at least for the moment. The NBA is doing the same thing, right? The NBA was saying, well, you know, we had, we had this bubble last year. We were so worried about covid and, uh, and we even paused the season on the original, but we're not pausing the season now. We're never pausing the season now. We have to go forward. The show must go on. And, and now they're being praised by the media for this. Weird, because uh, I have been informed reliably that COVID is the worst thing ever to happen and we can't get together in crowded areas unless apparently you're Adam Silver in the NBA. No plans right now to pause the season. We've, of course, looked at all the options, but frankly... Um, we're having trouble coming up with what the logic would be behind pausing right now as we look through these cases, literally ripping through the country right now, putting aside the rest of the world. Um, I think we're finding ourselves where 
we sort of knew we were going to get to for the past several months, and that is that this virus will not be eradicated, and we're going to have to learn to live with it. And I think that's what we're experiencing in the league right now. So in other words, Kyrie Irving couldn't play for months and months and months and months because he was unvaccinated, but we're getting rid of basically all of the requirements that would be necessary in order to push our original standard because the show must go on and it's endemic. Bill de Blasio doing the same thing, right? The commie outgoing mayor of New York. He says, keep living, man. We're not shutting down, man. This is Captain Shutdown over here acknowledging the reality. We're not telling uh, vaccinated people to stop living their lives. Uh, we're saying if Take, you know, climb that ladder of vaccination. If you haven't done the full vaccination course yet, go do it. Keep living because we're not going to shut down. I want to be very clear. Uh, we do, I do not believe in shutdowns. Shutdowns are counterproductive at this point. Vaccination is the key. And there's still plenty more people who could get vaccinated or get that booster. Okay, we're not shutting down. We're going to keep on living. Meanwhile, Washington, D.C., has now announced a COVID-19 vaccine requirement for nearly everything indoors, according to Tim Meads writing at Daily Wire. Muriel Bowser announced Wednesday individuals 12 and up will be required to show proof of vaccine starting January 15th, 2022 to do anything. So you have to do this at restaurants, bars, nightclubs, indoor cultural and entertainment facilities, indoor exercise and recreational establishments, indoor event and meeting establishments. Also, eligible students in D.C., will be required to receive the COVID-19 vaccine beginning on March 1st, 2022. So now your choices are that you can either go to a failing D.C. school or you cannot go to a failing D.C. school and learn the same exact amount. That's the, the, those, are the, uh, those are the choices over in Washington, D.C. Lori Lightfoot doing the same thing over in Chicago. Again, it's all discombobulated and it makes no sense. And it makes no sense because all of their premises about the pandemic were wrong from the get-go. You are morally evil if you get COVID. If you have natural immunity, that is completely worthless. There's no reason to even talk about it. You can prevent yourself from getting COVID if you just do these three magic things from BuzzFeed. You're a bad person if you don't listen to the author. Again, all this is being proved but wrong by Omicron, and they can't get, but they can't just say what is obvious, which is move on with your life. Because if they do that, it's a tacit admission they've been getting it wrong nearly the entire time. Lori Lightfoot tweeted simply, to put it simply, if you have been living vaccine-free, your time is up. If you wish to live life with the ease to do the things you love, you must be vaxxed. Meanwhile, Gavin Newsom is saying healthcare workers have to boost. They don't just have to be vaxxed, they have to boost. So to be clear, one of the things we are worried about now is healthcare shortages, right? shortages in hospitals, lack of nurses. And Gavin Newsom's like, well, what if we fire half of our nurses because they won't vax? Amazing, amazingly short-sighted garbage. That led to extraordinarily high vaccination rates for our healthcare workers, kept staff working, kept the morale strong, kept their immunity strong. But we recognize now that just being vaccinated, fully vaccinated is not enough with this new variant. And we believe it's important to extend this requirement to getting that third dose, to getting boosted. And so uh, we are formalizing that. February 1st is the deadline to get that done. Or are you going to fire them? And then, there, and then there will be shortages again. And there will be shortages again. It, it is truly amazing how far they are willing to go in the direction of paranoia and fear in order to promulgate policy that is likely to have precisely the opposite of its intended effect. It really is an amazing thing. Meanwhile, you have the entire media still trying to blame Fox News for, for all of this, despite the fact that Omicron is hitting pretty much everyone, including the triple vaxxed. Again, people who are vulnerable should be getting vaxxed. I have been saying this consistently since day one. My wife is triple vaxxed. Both my parents are triple vaxxed. I am double vaxxed because I'm 37 years old. 
And after consultation with Marty McCary at Johns Hopkins University, he has suggested that there's really no necessity for me to get the booster shot because I have T-cell and B-cell memory. And in any case, Joy Reid is still maintaining the case that if you don't listen to Joy Reid, this means you want people to die for fun. Probably right. the most vaccinated company in America is Fox News. They're all vaccinated. They're going to live through this and let their viewers and their fans right. die because they don't give a damn. It's just clicks to them. It's just they don't care what happens. It's just, it, This is fun for them. It's fun for them. It's fun for them to watch their viewers die. Again, they can't let go of the moral narrative. They'll never let go of the moral narrative. Just a reminder, just a reminder, the moral narrative that was originally driven by the left was the narrative that you must not green light the vaccine in the first place. Technologyreview.com, October 19th, 2020. One doctor's campaign to stop a COVID-19 vaccine being rushed through before election day. How heart doctor Eric Topol used his social media accounts to kill off Trump's October surprise. Okay, remember, it was the left that was pushing hard to, to not allow the FDA and CDC to clear distribution of the vaccine because Trump was still president. Remember, Pfizer was supposed to clear the vaccine like the last week of October, right before the election. And people, for political reasons, decided they would rather see 100,000 Americans die than allow the vaccine to be greenlit under Trump. According to Technology Review, after being released from Walter Reed National Military Medical Center on October 5th, U.S. President Donald Trump praised the doctors who treated him for COVID-19, promised the public would soon have a vaccine against the deadly coronavirus. We have the best medicines in the world, and very shortly, they're all getting approved, and the vaccines are coming momentarily, he said in a video. Across the country in California, a doctor named Eric Topol was responding in real time on social media. He questioned the president's health, his doctor's action, even his mental status. By that point, Topol, a heart expert and researcher with a huge Twitter following, was already weeks into a personal campaign to make sure the administration could not rush a COVID-19 vaccine through regulatory authorization before Election Day on November 3rd. An editorial in the New York Times had raised the possibility of an October surprise vaccine back in June and warned that a vaccine approval could turn into a campaign stunt. Topol aimed to prevent Trump from greenlighting a vaccine before scientists could prove it to be safe and effective. If Trump badgered the FDA into prematurely releasing a vaccine, it could shake the public's trust in any COVID-19 vaccine. Releasing a vaccine that people are afraid of could do more harm than good. So Topol led online calls for FDA Commissioner Steve Hahn's resign after his agency was criticized for cowing to political pressure and then phoned Hahn to urge him to resist Trump's influence. Topol targeted Pfizer, which eventually set up a meeting for him with its vaccine team. Topol and his allies claimed success on October 16th. Pfizer CEO Albert Borla said the company would not be able to seek emergency approval for its vaccine before the third week in November, owing to safety standards that had been put in place by the FDA. Those standards had been issued against Trump's wishes at the urging of Topol and other advocates. So remember, all these people who say it's all apolitical, it's all about fighting the virus, they literally delayed the distribution of this, of this vaccine by at least a month, which meant probably 100,000 dead Americans from Delta because of this, because, because, they, because they desired that Trump not get his October surprise. So never tell me that politics has not been a part of this. It's been a part of, it's been a part of this since the very damned beginning. And people have died because of it, for sure. But that all, that ain't all on Trump and, and the vax deniers. A lot of that is on the left. That absolute, like, you know how insane that is? You know how insane it is that Eric Topol, one doctor at Scripps, basically prevented hundreds of thousands of Americans from getting the vaccine at, say, the beginning of January rather than the middle of February? It's totally crazy. Okay, we'll get to the Biden policy in just one second again. Joe Biden 
He's making pretty obvious that he doesn't really want to run for president in 2024. There are a lot of reasons why. We'll get to more of those in a second. First, if you're looking for ways to skip the trip to the post office and dodge all that hectic holiday shopping traffic, why not save time and money with Stamps.com? Stamps.com lets you compare rates, print labels, access exclusive discounts on UPS and USPS shipping services all year long. It makes a lot of sense, especially if your business is sending a lot of stuff out around holiday time. Here at The Daily Wire, we've been using Stamps.com since 2017. No more wasting our time. Whether you're selling online or running an office or side hustle, Stamps.com can save you so much time, money, and stress during the holidays. Access the post office and USPS shipping services you need without taking the trip. Get discounts you can't find anywhere else. 40% off USPS rates, 76% off UPS rates. We've been using Stamps.com at The Daily Wire for years and years and years and years. There's no reason to waste your time and waste your money. Instead, go to Stamps.com, sign up with promo code Shapiro for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, digital scale, no long-term commitments or contracts. Just head on over to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, enter code Shapiro. Again, that's Stamps.com. Click the mic at the top of the page, enter code Shapiro to get started. Okay, meanwhile, your dreams are coming true. Because we have huge news here at our Daily Wire South Florida office. That means this office where we film every day. Our team is growing. We are searching for a talented new producer to join us and support our efforts in the production of a bunch of new and exciting projects we have going on. We have so much going on at this office, and we desperately need a producer or line producer. If you've got at least five years of previous professional producer or line producer experience and strong skills in leading and managing others, if you're an avid consumer of all things politics, news, and pop culture, this could be the opportunity on the DW team you have been waiting for. Again, this position is based at our South Florida offices. And you could be, like, within within just a couple of weeks, you could be standing behind this camera right here. Could be you. To learn more about the position and apply, and to view a full list of our current openings at Daily Wire, please visit dailywire.com slash careers. Also, if you have not seen Candace Owens' full face-to-face unscripted conversation with President Trump, you're missing out. This week, we released an exclusive interview between Candace and Trump. It's pretty great. Check out this teaser. Welcome to a most special episode of Candace. Each time that I have interviewed President Trump, they have never told me that I am not allowed to ask him anything. And today I want to talk about some topics that are on, I think, everybody's mind. Where do you stand on these vaccine mandates? What's going on there? You talk about masks, you talk about mandates. Julian Assange, Edward Snowden. I mean, you could have had a chance to pardon these individuals. You have two sides of it. Anything that looking back, you think, I got that one wrong. Did you get COVID? Uh, no. Did you have the vaccine? No. No, Kitty, I'm very impressed with you. Alec Baldwin, is he gonna get arrested? I think he's crazy. This is the toughest question I could possibly ask you. Tell me one good thing Joe Biden has done in office. She's done this before. He is completely unscripted. It's one of the things that fascinates me about him. What you see is exactly what you get. All right, Mr. President. The interview is streaming exclusively to members at dailywire.com. Head on over to dailywire.com slash subscribe to join today. Start watching. And if you dig Candace, head on over to the yeswecandace.com store. Pick up some awesome Candace merch. Also, we are we've hit a million signatures on our Daily Wire petition before Christmas, as hoped. Thank you for helping us out. We really appreciate it. And if you haven't signed, please continue to sign because those signatures will be used by us in our push against the Biden vax mandates. You're listening to the largest, fastest growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. Okay, meanwhile, Joe Biden continues to push forward radical policy. It's it's amazing to me how much radical policy this guy continues to push, even though it's just not making him popular. He's catering to the left wing. And I, 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 for the life of me, I will never understand the political malpractice in which he is currently engaged. According to CNN, Joe Biden has now extended his pause on student loan repayment through May 1st. Why? 
through May 1st. It is now December 23rd through May 1st. So we're going to go like another five, six months without people having to repay their student loans. For what reason exactly? The current unemployment, he's bragging about it. The current unemployment rate in the country is 4.2%. People are back at work. People have savings because you got blue money into their pockets over the course of the last two years, but they don't have to pay their, their loans, their student loans back. Why exactly? Why, as, as a person who paid back not only my own student loans, but also my wife's student loans, I'd like to ask, why? Please explain. Please, really, what is your logic here? Biden said in a statement that because of the ongoing COVID-19 crisis, people can't pay back their student loans. Really? So people who generally have unpaid student loans, we're talking about a 25-year-old who ain't going to die of Omicron and almost certainly was not going to die of Delta. Biden said, given these considerations, today my administration is extending the pause on federal student loan repayments for an additional 90 days through May 1, 2022, as we manage the ongoing pandemic and further strengthen our economic recovery. Meanwhile, the Department of Education will continue working with borrowers to ensure they have the support they need to transition smoothly back into repayments and advance economic stability for their own households and for our nation. That reversal came less than two weeks after the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, indicated the administration would plan to restart federal student loan payments in February. The possible extension was first reported by Politico. Borrower balances have been frozen for two years. Two years. Some Democrats want it longer, right? Elizabeth Warren, Ayanna Presley. Chuck Schumer, Elizabeth Warren, and Ayanna Presley put out a statement saying extending the pause will help millions of Americans make ends meet, especially as we overcome the Omicron variant. But they want Biden to take further action and just simply cancel up to 50 grand of student loan debt per borrower. For the people who are the most highly educated and thus likely the most high income in the United States. Makes perfect sense. Just genius, genius policy from this administration. Of course, by the way, nobody would ever engage in bad behavior with all the money we've blown into the system. I mean, it's not as though people stole like $100 billion in COVID relief funds. Oh, wait, that's exactly what happened. According to CNBC, criminals have stolen close to $100 billion in pandemic relief funds, according to the Secret Service. The stolen funds were diverted by fraudsters from the Small Business Administration's Paycheck Protection Program, the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program, and another program set up to dole out unemployment assistance funds nationwide. Only about $2.3 billion in stolen funds have been recovered so far. So they lost $100 billion, but the good news is they found $2.3 billion in stolen funds, which sounds like the government. They sound like they're, they're great at this. Assistant Special Agent in Charge Roy Dotson said, I've been in law enforcement for over 29 years. I've worked some complex fraud investigations for 20 plus years. I've never seen anything at this scale. He said, there's no doubt the programs were, were easily accessible online. That brings the opportunity for bad actors to get into the mix. It was necessary to try to get those funds out to people that were truly hurting. Nobody's at fault. Well, I feel like some people are at fault when you lose $100 billion just randomly. Whoops. But, but don't worry, guys. Everything is going great. This administration, they, they know what they are doing. They are experts. And because they are experts, you should listen to everything they have to say. And if you don't listen to what they have to say and then you get Omicron, it's because it's your fault, you see. It's because it's your fault. By the way, the law of unintended consequences remains undefeated. You have to love this final story of our broadcast year on the, on the live podcast. Okay, th this is an amazing story. A Democratic member of Congress was carjacked and robbed in Philadelphia after backing defund the police. Representative Mary Gay Scanlon represents Pennsylvania's 5th District, carjacked and robbed at gunpoint in South Philadelphia in broad daylight. So, yeah, uh, yeah, you, you couldn't see that one coming at all. Defund the police, get carjacked. 
Welcome to democratic policy. Literally being mugged by reality. Well, the Democrats in 2022 are going to be mugged by reality en masse, and it's going to be beautiful to watch. We've reached the end of today's program. We will be back here later today with an additional hour of content. I did want to tell you, we are so grateful for your listenership this year. We cannot wait to bring you all sorts of amazing, amazing stuff in the brand new year. And we hope that you will subscribe over at dailywire.com. If you've not become a subscriber, a lot of the new content is going to be only available for subscribers. Again, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful new year. And I cannot wait to see you again next year because it's going to be a lot of fun. In the meantime, go check out the Michael Knowles Show that's available right now. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Andrew Clavin Show, The Michael Moles Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. Thanks for listening. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Elliot Feld. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producer is Mathis Glover. Production manager, Pavel Wydowski. Associate producer, Bradford Carrington. Host producer, Justin Barber. The show is edited by Adam Saievitz. Audio is mixed by Mike Coromina. Hair and makeup is by Fabiola Cristina. Production assistant, Jessica Kranz. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright, Daily Wire 2021. The media get caught in another COVID lie. Ted Cruz floats a 2024 presidential run. And President Trump enjoins people to embrace the vaccines. Check it out on The Michael Knowles Show. Hold up. 